following program is pre-recorded. From the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, you just shared some information with me. You told me, I think, that reconciliation is a snap. It's uh, if you have... (laughs) You have a secret formula. <laughs> well, uh, maybe not. Of course, I was being facetious, yes. but uh, it is like difficult. We could say it, it could snap your heart. <laughs> well, <laughs> it hmm. could. Uh, uh, there, there are different ways uh, that we are snapped. Um, uh, candidly, uh, I, I just think reconciliation is huge. Um, it cannot, we cannot always affect it. Hmm. Um, one of the things that uh, I have taught uh, when I was teaching on, on forgiveness is, and, and I never will forget a man writing me, he was writing a, let's see, a, a book review on a book I had written called Bonding, no, uh, uh, sorry, uh, oh, how to forgive when you don't feel like it. Mm. And <clears throat> and he said, I thought I was not going to particularly think much about this book. He said, but it, it changed my life. <clears throat> and I, I I was very surprised. I was just reading. I didn't, I never met the man. I just know as a book reviewer, he said, I thought if I, forgave, I would have to reconcile, and I knew that was not possible, so I just assumed there was someone I would not be able to ever forgive. And then what was interesting, um, he said, now I see I can forgive, but my point of bringing that up um, is many people assume forgiveness is the same thing as reconciliation. And, uh, no, I would say not at all. Mm. And I've, I've actually presented this before, um, uh, you know, at, at this time during this early part of the program. Um, reconciliation uh, focuses on the relationship. Forgiveness focuses on the offense. Uh, reconciliation requires at least two people. Forgiveness requires only one person. And that is, if, if, I, if I need to forgive somebody, um, it's only me, it, it, and it doesn't require the other person to agree or to respond in any way. Uh, it, you release that person who's difficult in your life. You release that person to the Lord. The word forgive means release. And so you take up that person off of your emotional hook, putting that person onto God's hook um, because he says it's mine to avenge I will repay uh, reconciliation um, is um, necessarily it it is reciprocal uh, directed two ways mm. uh, forgiveness is not reciprocal it in other words a lot of people say, I can't forgive because that so-and-so has never asked forgiveness. Uh, that's not it. Um, 
Forgiveness is the choice to release the offender. Reconciliation is the choice to rejoin the offender. That's two very different things. Forgiveness involves a change of thinking about the offender. Reconciliation, this is important, involves a change in behavior by the offender. Uh, forgiveness is a free gift to the one who has broken trust. Reconciliation is a restored relationship based on restored trust. Now, that can take a lot of time or it may not ever be achieved. Reconciliation, in other words, there may not ever be restored trust. Um, and that, because reconciliation takes two. Um, forgiveness is extended even if it's never ever earned. Reconciliation is offered to the offender because it has been earned. That's important. Mm. Forgiveness is conditional. No, forgiveness is unconditional, regardless of a lack of repentance. See, that was a big deal to me. I thought, my dad has no way, there's no repentance, there's no, I'm sorry, there's, no, well, that's not the basis of forgiveness. But reconciliation is conditional based on repentance. One last thing. Uh, forgiveness uh, I'll say necessitates no relationship at all. Doesn't require a relationship. Reconciliation necessitates an agreed on relationship. Um, and, and the scripture I like so much is uh, Amos 3 3. I like it because it's two threes and it's a little book and it's easy to remember. Do two walk together? unless they have agreed to do so. So that shows reconciliation. <clears throat> and, and I think once we understand this, um, there, it could alleviate false uh, expectations that forgiveness, we are to forgive. The Bible says, um, for, uh, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So you release that person to God. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? 
So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. It means so much to us. And uh, if you have questions about anything that comes up on the program, uh, really any number of topics you could have in your mind or maybe something you're struggling with and wrestling with in your own relationships and your situation, uh, just talk to our customer support team. They're happy to help you and recommend some of our resources that will apply to what you're dealing with in your life. So talk to them. And you don't have to struggle alone. They're here for you to uh, talk with you and, and, again, provide some information to you. Just to let them know what's going on. So their number is 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And, uh, again, happy to hear from you and help you out with the right uh, resources from our uh, store. And you can... Uh, Take a look there at hopefortheheart.org slash store to see what is available. If you'd like to look at the uh, website, you can do that, and all the keys for living are there. Also, uh, books, Bible studies, and uh, again, hopefortheheart.org slash store. As you call customer support or maybe look at the uh, online store, you might take a look at the keys for living on reconciliation. That's called rebuilding the broken relationships. Again, reconciliation, rebuilding the broken relationships. Also mentioned was the topic of forgiveness, and that's called releasing you is freeing me. So uh, take a look there, and again, you can talk to customer support, or you can uh, check it out on the website. Well, let's go to our caller for tonight, and we have a listener in Missouri listening on the Bot Radio Network. Tonight, we welcome Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi, June. Hi. (laughs) I'm so blessed to talk to you. I am just thrilled that I got in to talk to you. Well, I'm delighted. Thank you. How can we help you? (laughs) Well, um, I have listened to you over the last couple of years. You've really just helped me um, through this time I had. I have a strained relationship with my my sister, which I can give you some background on it. But um, did you say I, estranged, estranged, or strange? Uh, it's it's strained. very it's estranged. Yeah, it's oh, very estra- strained. Okay. It's very tense. Like it's um, both. It's, it's not in a good place. Okay. What yeah. has happened? Well, there's there's five years between us, um, and we're both very different people. Um, we lived in the same small town for years, and then I divorced and remarried and moved about four hours away. Um, in that time... My mom had passed away. That was about five years ago. Uh, I went down 
back to my hometown to help finalize things. Both my dad and my sister live here, lived in this um, in this hometown, and um, I we just kind of began to grow closer. And I really feel like it was a need where my my sister was very codependent on my mom, and I feel mm. like there was a need there that she found in me being the older sister. Mm-hmm. When I look back on things, that's kind of how it developed into a stronger relationship. Um, so she she's divorced and had been married a couple times to the same man that had a lot of issues. He had gotten in a lot of trouble for stealing and things like that. Um, mm. So she's kind of had a tumultuous marriage pattern. Um, and... I came back to where I live, and in that time, we got closer, and she um, decided she was going to move here to be close to me and that we can, you know, have our family closer together, and my dad decided to follow. So I got a call one day that not only was she planning to move here, he was also going to move here, too, but Mm. I was told he was moving in with us. It was kind of out of the blue. Um, And my husband was great. We were just like, we'll make whatever work. We wanted to get everybody close. And um, so we started making those plans. In the meantime, she had a son in his 20s and no job uh, on drugs, things like that. It came to a head. She kicked him out. He ended up coming in and moving with us in with us at that time. So, so this is your nephew. Not only, is this your nephew? Yes, my nephew. Wow. Yes. So he and, was on drugs and yes. yet moved into your house. Okay. Yes. Um, so both my husband and I, my husband has a very busy, crazy schedule with his job, and I work full-time too. So we both have a very no-nonsense approach to parenting, and we got him on a plan we did drug testing with him. He had to work. He um, had to contribute to the household. We got him in a good place. And he eventually got a job and moved into an apartment with a friend. Um, and in that time, she moved up here, and we helped her get into a house that was all redone and set up well, one-level living. And she has a special needs daughter also, so this was all conducive their living needs. Um, But in that time, it was a very stressful time having suddenly my dad in the house going through this. Um, Our son also lived at home, um, just graduated high school and going to college, and then checking in back and forth on a nephew and then helping my sister with my niece also, and plus working. It just, it was a lot. And then my husband's Mm -hmm. You know, my stepchildren, you know, we just found ourselves going crazy (laughs) trying to keep everybody else happy. And um, in that time, I I started developing, like, heart palpitations and different things like that. Just I know it was from stress of everything going on. Um, The relationship with my sister kind of grew into a very strong need. Um, She kind of became very intrusive not respecting our time, like, I would get a lot of texts, I would get 
I don't know if you know what Marco Polos are. They're videos that you can okay. send people, and, okay. you know, you record it and talk. Well, these Marco Polos would be really long, and I, I wouldn't have time just to watch a video. Yeah. You know, I I would just say, hey, if you need something, call me, or if you need something, text me, so I knew what the point was. Um, So I had to start setting up some boundaries. And, you know, in that time, too, she would ask a lot of favors of my husband doing different things around the house, and a lot of them became kind of just like decorating once and things like that. And we just had to start drawing things in and getting it in a good place for our family, too, our relationship Mm -hmm. and our home. Um, once I started doing that, I feel like she started closing off and pulling back. And I, during that time, I believe her communication with her ex-husband started up again. And Mm. the one that, um, and not the parent of her children, or the one that she'd been married to a couple times that had gotten in trouble with the ceiling and things. And these gifts started showing up and... I, I just knew something was off, and then I I ended up running to a store to get some flowers to put on my mom's grave when we went back to visit, and mm-hmm. I ran into her in the store with with him and with my niece, and I it just, you know, blew me away because all I'd heard from her since she had moved up here was how terrible of a person he was, how she had warned people about his ceiling and... It just, I, I, I was kind of going through periods of being, feeling dumbfounded, like she was being deceitful with me on one hand, but then also not respective of my time, and and then starting to pull back and close off when I tried to, to do things that set up boundaries mm-hmm. for. So, my son ended up moving in with her son, my nephew. Um, oh. he had, my nephew had a roommate that moved out and he was, he was in a good place at the time, but my son also was starting to come about, you know, becoming a young adult, going to college. And I feel like having that extra drama that kind of ended up being in our home with my dad there and my sister there. And I mean, it was just a mile away where her home was. Uh-huh. I think it was a little much for him too. So he moved out with him, and they ended up having a falling out. Okay. So once that happened, my nephew started had started backsliding a little bit before that, but he began backsliding more. My son moved out. He, The relationship with my son and my nephew had kind of turned into a patient counselor where my my son was the responsible party, and yeah. it was a lot on his shoulders by trying to go to school full-time and work full-time. And I feel like when that started falling apart, my sister also blamed me and became madder at me because of what was going on between our children even though it wasn't really, they were adults working something out. It wasn't really our place to be in the middle how, of How it. was it your and, fault? Yeah, <coughs> I, I don't know, other than oh. it was my, my son. Yeah, so. okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in that time, he started going downhill. She kind of 
pulled back um, and decided to put her house on the market. Um, she she didn't talk to me about it. Um, she just one day, you know, announced it to me that she decided she's going to move back to her hometown, even though there's there's no hospitals, no doctors. Not I mean, there's doctors, but there's not really good access. Mm-hmm. For a special needs situation, or for her, she also has some health problems, and I couldn't. I, I wanted to t- just talk it out with her, but I, she didn't allow that. It was um, if I brought it up to try and talk, I wasn't supporting her, mm-hmm. and so it was just kind of a closed off. No, this is what I'm doing, and next thing I know, her house had sold in a month or two, and I, I really feel like she started pulling back from me and then finding the, what she was looking for in a relationship with her ex-husband. He was bringing her gifts, and I don't know how he was getting them. And What does it mean, the table her to house? To a different codependency. Yeah, her how? what does it mean, her house folded? Oh, her sold. Her house um, sold. sold, yes. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. It sold very okay. quickly. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> Um, so she, she moved, um, my sister-in-law and I, we, we would do things with my sister. We would go do her nails and things like that. So right before she moved, we, we went out to dinner with her and we wanted it to just be a, a kind of a send off like, Hey, I wanted things to be in the right place. I wish uh-huh. you well. I wanted the best for her and my niece and, I didn't want there to be hard feelings once there was this distance between us. And she had told me at that time, hey, it's not going to be like it was when mom was alive. We're going to still be close. And mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I wanted to say goodbye to my niece, but she said, we don't need to do that. It's not goodbye. We'll see each other again. And I haven't seen her now in over two years. Mm-hmm. So that part's hard, too. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm hearing it was a fruit basket turnover, um, <laughs> a lot of unpredictable uh, things. Uh, so uh, when we come back, tell me, what are you hoping for? And um, what what is realistic? I mean, there's, okay. you know, uh, there's, there's, there's fantasy land, and, but not, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what is really realistic. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? 
Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to hear from you. They realize that uh, we all face challenges, big and small, in our daily lives, and our customer support team can be a valuable resource to you in these times. So talk to them, and they will be happy to recommend some resources for you from our ministry that will help you to uh, deal with your situation biblically and uh, deal with it uh, very practically, too. We'd like to provide that kind of help to you, so just give them a call at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673, and uh, they'll be happy to to help you out with that. Let me uh, recommend a couple of our keys for living. We have a dysfunctional family called Making Peace with Your Past, and uh, we also have keys for living on the topic of stealing that was brought up a moment ago, and uh, that's called Catch the Thief. Hiding in your heart, if maybe that piqued uh, your interest there, and you might be interested to know we have resources on that stealing. Catch the thief hiding in your heart. Also, uh, if you'd like to speak with June about a situation that's going on in your life, and uh, to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-917. Just call, leave a message for us. We will get back to you and talk to you about uh, being on an upcoming Hope in the Night and see what questions you have and then schedule you for that. We do have uh, availability for you in the next few days, so we welcome your call at 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. Well, June, let's get back to our conversation with Susan. All right, Susan, um, I, I, I do feel that it sounds like you're um, part juggler, <laughs> having to juggle all <laughs> kinds of things with not just yeah. the relatives, but the, the, um, it, it's uh, like all the, all the things that are being, the demands on you and your mm-hmm. husband. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have a lot of needs. It sounds like, yes, and and yes. trying to figure out um, how t- you both work, uh, you and your husband. But um, so um, you've mentioned boundaries several times, and that can be important. Um, boundaries can make life um, much more orderly, but not everybody understands boundaries. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, help me understand now. Uh, what do you think is 
uh, I'll, I'm going to put it this way. What is optimal in the situation? Now, your your sister has moved back to her ham, hometown, right? Yes, yes. And she um, is she with this ex-husband? Um, it, supposedly it's just a friendship, but it is a, a relationship that is ongoing. Um, I, I don't think there would ever be a remarriage from what I understand, but uh-huh. it's a strong friendship where he, he has a very good way with my niece. Um, but also he used her years ago to do some of his feeling. So I, I don't know where he's at in that, but I don't know that anything has happened that he has had a total change. I think this problem has been going on for a very long period of time. So and, and I don't know anything about this, that now. The niece is the special needs child. Or, yes. Or, or yes. I'm not saying she's a child. Um, yes. What age is she? Um, she is, I believe, 20 now. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and in fact, we were. We were her guardians, and just probably the summer after she moved, we received a letter in the mail from a lawyer wanting to take the guardianship away and assign it to my nephew, um, the one that we were helping oh. get through the, yeah. The and drugs. That, that yeah. was such, a, yeah, talk about being knocked over yeah. um, with a truck, and I, I just, I couldn't do it, I I not in good faith without talking to the lawyer. And um, I did call and talk to him, and that did make her angry that I called the lawyer, but I felt like I had to do my part to protect my niece, too. And uh-huh. it came about that I, I said, hey, if it's another adult and he's secondary, I, I could I could understand that, and I'd honor her wishes, but I, I wasn't going to sign for the primary um, and, and in that time, I, we had had to do some wellness checks on him, like just about two or three of them, just within a couple months before me getting this letter. So I, I think she's been in denial of where he's at, and yet we had seen it firsthand, um, where wow. he, that how he was declining. So, yes. you know, <laughs> I couldn't in good faith sign any of that. It, you know, so so you have the power to do that is what I'm hearing. Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Yes, and so we, but we are no longer the guardians. It's been turned over to another family member. Okay. Um, and I, I just, it was hard for me at the time to understand why that was being taken away from me too. Mm-hmm. But in. In that time as that year progressed, I had an uncle that reached out to me. He actually called my husband to let me know that my sister and my cousin, my cousin is actually like five years older than me, so about 10 years older than my sister, and they have Mm -hmm. a good friendship, but they had gotten together, and um, my cousin had shared with my sister that Supposedly, my dad um, had molested her as, as a young child, and wow! So, yeah, this 
coming from not coming from my sister and coming in that fashion really surprised me. And then knowing that people were, family members were talking about this when dad, he was living with us. And I would have thought we would have, if this was a concern, why wasn't it brought to our attention? And it just, it was very hurtful to find out. It was very confusing to know the right thing to do. And here he's, you know, I felt like my responsibility, and I, my sister yes. kept communicating with my dad, but she had cut off communication with me, which made it even harder for me and to understand how then this was my fault too. Because it was so, it was like my son and my nephew had issues. She got mad at me. My whatever happened that they were saying my dad did it reflected back to me. Uh, and that's one thing that's been hard for me to work through. I've gone through of knowing that the situation is very unhealthy. Um, and which which I, one? I know she, which one is unhealthy? My, well, like with with my sister, I I know oh, that, yeah. and I yeah. I know that there's got to be a lot of things going on in her own heart and mind that have brought her to this place. So I I feel. For her, and I, I try not to hold that against her because I don't think a person could act the way she's acting and be in their right mind. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've forgiven her of the situation. It's just sometimes it comes back on me. I feel hurt and I feel unworthy and I feel rejected because it's hard for me to understand how this keeps coming back to be my fault. And then I, I have this information that I don't know what to do with. And, you know, supposedly this is over 50-some years ago. And so being now, who, a Christian who, and walking yeah. in faith, I, how do I start to accuse? Or I just don't even know where to go with this. And I can't break, I just can't break my dad's heart. I see the man he is. He goes to church with us. He's a wonderful hmm. helper and father. I just... It's hard okay. for me to know yeah. how to Who, approach it. Help me understand. Who did he uh, allegedly uh, sexually abuse? Um, my cousin. That's five okay. years older than me. Okay. And that's the only person that... Has yeah, that's read- all that I, I know <clears throat> has been mentioned. Okay. And you were told this by your uncle... Yes. Okay. Yes, and, and then once I found that out, I called my sister and I called my cousin. I, I wasn't very happy when I called them. Um, I just was very disappointed, and I let them know that, you know, I know this now. I don't know what to do with it, and I'm not sure where we go with this. It, you know, I never had any resolution. They, My sister was said she was sorry I found out that way. My cousin was just very cruel and hung up on me and was just like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. But yet, she's mm-hmm. very close with my sister. Okay. So what are you thinking is the optimum of what realistically you could achieve, uh, I will say, 
in the next six months? Um, well, I, my sister and I communicate now, but it's very surface level. And I, I want to at least have communication because if something were to happen to Dad that I need to talk to her about, I, I do need mm-hmm. that open door. I'm just, I'm unsure of how far I take and how much I keep reaching my hand out. It's, it's always me reaching out to her. It's not mm-hmm. reciprocated or like I'll remember birthdays and send texts on Mother's Day and I, you know, Christmas. I, I haven't received really any of that back other than my dad had visited her once and he brought a loaf of bread back to me and some cookies maybe just and I had a feeling that was something she sent with dad that he was giving to me to try and make it look like she Mm. gave it to me to my dad hasn't been an agent to try and heal he kind of stays out of it he kind of well you girls need to work it out kind of idea Mm. but he also doesn't know what they're saying about him either um, and that's hard for me, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I don't know okay. how much I keep trying to reach out. I or I know God sometimes removes people from your lives, and I have felt since that distance is between us now, I have felt much less stress, and, like, my life is back in order. It's My husband and I have recently um, moved to the country, and my dad is now in an apartment, and, you know, I check on him all the time, and, and we're making plans for possibly down the road as his health declines, building something mm-hmm. where we're at now. Um, but I don't know what to do with this information that I've been told, and I don't know how much more I keep something or trying to do something with my sister as far as how that relationship is. Okay. What was the purpose of your uncle reaching out to you? Was it to tell you that your father sexually abused your cousin? Was that it? Or was there something that he was wanting you to do? Like that, um, that will be something we come back. We'll come back to that. Okay. But th- okay. Because um, I want to make sure that we can accomplish what is going to be productive right now. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. 
If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have questions or concerns about the topics on the program tonight, if something has interested you, piqued your interest, and you think that I have a situation like that in my life, I need some help with that as well. We have information for you. We call them Keys for Living. They provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics. Uh, something is sure to connect with you, so just talk to our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you get the right resources. Let me mention the Keys for Living that we have on reconciliation called Rebuilding the broken relationships, and uh, they can talk to you about that and what uh, what you might do to get that into your hands. They can order that resource for you, or you could ask them about this uh, book also that June has written called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It, and uh, they can help you get any of those resources that are going to help you. You can also email them if you'd like it, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Org and uh, ask your questions there regarding any uh, topics and resources we have on the program. Well, let's return to our conversation with Susan. Well, Susan, um, I think you're right <laughs> that for you and your husband, there's much more peace right now. Yes. Now, you and I know <clears throat> that there are people who, I call it, um, they do the blame game, or it's called blame shifting. And it sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you will be the target of blame, even um, <clears throat> even you're, you're, you're trying to do acts of reconciliation. But... Um, we have to accept, accept means um, be realistic. If that is what another person does, if that's their MO, if that's their normal to blame, um, we need to not be surprised. And you know that a person who does this... Um, they're not going to be at true peace. 
and mm-hmm. it's always going to be harder for them as opposed to saying, you know, uh, I, I want to take if, take responsibility for where I was wrong or mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I was responsible for this. But, but if you're just going to be blamed, you have to know that there are characteristics that certain people have, and you just, um, barring a, a true change in their lives, and people can change, but until they do so, if this is their yeah. norm, it's kind of like, th- think about the, the sign on one of those um, fences where you could put your hands through uh, kind of a, that metal fence um, and says, beware of dog, uh, uh-huh. beware of biting dog. And you're, you keep looking at that and you, you think, well, maybe not this time. And you put your hand through the fence and all of a sudden your hand gets bitten. You yeah. should not be surprised because you know that that is what your sister is like. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So with different people, it helps us to be absolutely realistic that this is their norm. Now, I think it is, um, is possible for you to evaluate who does God want me to be interacting with where I could be of help. See, I hear that you are a helping kind of person, and mm-hmm. probably you and your husband, yet um, yes. there is, uh, there will be people who will take advantage or it'll, they'll go to excess, and so we have to understand, and boundaries are, are correct, to say, mm-hmm. I, I, this is a line that, we can't cross, or I cannot cross, and um, so let's let's talk about then. Who do you think God wants you in your family to be prioritizing? Because you know that if you invest in that person, there can be um, positive results. Um. Well, my dad, mm-hmm. um, I I still feel um, a desire for my nephew. I I want him to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen I have seen him go. You know the improvement he made, but then I see there. I think some of that codependency relationship mm-hmm. between him and his mom. Um, and so I think sometimes he backslides, it, and she and I parent very differently, and mm-hmm. she's more of a, like, I've seen her make excuses for him or to kind of coddle him through things where he he needed maybe more tough love or clear, decisive directions, and I just, I have hope that he, I don't want to see him fail, and he has moved, he has since moved back to this small town and, and is there and I hope he does well but I I just don't know with that relationship going on until there's some change 
and I I missed my niece, but I don't know I don't know what to do about that. Um, and maybe it's just not the time right now mm-hmm. with the way things are and the distance we have and other things going on. Uh, and we just recently finally found a church home we'd kind of been visiting, and I I really want to get it back and we're going through membership. I want to get back involved in church. We used to do Operation Christmas Child and all kinds of stuff like that. And I still do it, but not to the level I did in the past. So um, I kind of feel like my time is now more that some of this has been freed where I didn't have all of these rings and plates to keep in the air to keep everybody happy. And it still didn't work. You know? um, well, you, you did see some improvement, though, for your nephew. And I know that yes. you invested in him. So I think um, when, when uh, have you ever heard about the little, uh, like a little um, boy who's trying to help uh, somebody cross the street and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here he's doing something good, and then the person says, "Sonny, I don't want to go across the street. I don't want to be going across." You know, it's like, <clears throat> and so he's thinking he's doing something good, and yet mm-hmm. this other person doesn't want help. Um, yeah, and I think we have to evaluate who is. God putting into our lives, because we see, we see scripture like bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, we see all kinds of of encouragement to take action, but if it's resisted, um, there are there are some things you can do. For example, you mentioned this niece. You've mentioned kindly about her several times. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, what is her favorite color? She loves pink and purple. Okay. Right there. Periodically, you send something, and I've have, I have purple people in my life. And, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, Angie, Ariel, and, and I, I know, and Beth, I've got three of them. And I have a box of purple things. And it makes mm-hmm. it easy. I'll see something in a store. Nothing. We're not talking about highly expensive things, but I'll see. And so it, it's my purple box for people who love purple. And and then periodically, if it's a birthday or or maybe it's just something to honor that person, just they get that. And uh-huh. but I, I and uh, and then they know it's intentional, and it, it mm-hmm. can be. Some people love cats. Some people love dogs, mm-hmm. and so I have dog things and I have cat things. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm j- that that says I'm thinking of you. Uh-huh. And I like that. And and so I think, um, do you do you have things in boxes? You know, this is the like I have my this sister box. I have a brother box, and um, mm-hmm. but but it, it has their name on it. Uh, that can, and then when you see something that looks like that person, or it's on sale, and now's the time to get that. And that way, you already have those things because it sounds like you 
are very purposeful. I like you, by the way. I think you're oh, thank you. <laughs> really terrific. <clears throat> but um, you have, um, uh, it's almost like this uh, juggler, and you know, you, uh, where can you keep all those plates going when the plate doesn't want to cooperate? You know, <laughs> that's a <laughs> um, good way to look at it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I one time saw a, uh, it was an entertainment act, and it was these jugglers, and it's unbelievable. The, people could bring whatever they wanted to. Now, they would not allow a cactus for juggling. <laughs> but, I mean, it, yeah, it sounds like that's one of the things I'm trying to juggle right now. <laughs> yeah, and so I think. It's a cactus. The, Right, and so it's fun, it's figuring out what is God showing you that your investment can make a difference, um, mm-hmm. because what this is a part of just wisdom, and um, mm-hmm. we have to be wise in who will be responsive, or mm-hmm. well, and 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 it could be. That, and I mean, I, I, I look at things in this way. Um, I, I have a few people that are prickly, <laughs> and, um, but that doesn't, and, and at times, but, but if it is a birthday or a certain occasion, um, mm-hmm. um, in fact, maybe one of my least favorite people is a niece that, um, and I'm sure she's not listening, but but the point is, um, I knew what because she's just had a baby. Well, she's not even married, but uh, there's the man in her life, and so I knew what to send uh, because mm-hmm. and and I got a letter, a, a, a thank you from her that was uh, that I did not expect, and it was Funny. very kind. And so mm-hmm. it's 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 looking at where they know you are thinking about them because you're speaking their language of love. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I know we're not talking about your dad right now, but what I'm hearing is you are seeking to do what is in his best interest right now, and that's yeah. for the future because that future can change too and and you are are committed to be the most effective you can be with your dad um i would look i would just try to organize the, the the names and what do they what would they respond to we will send our keys for living on reconciliation called Rebuilding the Broken Relationships. We're sending that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.